I got punched in the face last night. <laughs> what a way to open the podcast. But um, yeah, I think that was the first time that's ever happened in my life. Boy, what a what an eventful night. I went from taking pictures with a hot girl to getting punched in the face by a fat chick. So, dude, I think some people, it's weird. In one way, I feel like people don't have any more fucks to give. Like 90% of people don't have a single fuck to give about anything because COVID and the war and everything like with COVID, especially you've been forced into caring for two years that at this point people are just like, I don't fucking care anymore, bro. Like just leave me be. But those 5% or 10% that still give a fuck Oh, they hold on to all the fucks to give. And boy, do they, they're throwing, they're punching them out. (laughs) Dude, last night was fucking, oh man. Like I said, I, you can't really see it. She didn't get, she got me square in the face. Completely, uh, unexpected, like, uh, unprovoked. You know, obviously we d- we weren't squaring up, but she got me, and I don't know. Like, I-, I feel ultimately bad for this girl because there had to be some like major internal issues going on at play, and I just happened to be the f- literal punching bag that she let him out on. It was like go out to the bar, and at some point. Like, she passed me by the bar, and I don't even remember what she said. Something about, like, do you have a podcast or something? I said, uh, yeah. And she, like, immediately was like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you. And I was like, oh, um, all right, well, that's not normally how this conversation goes, but, or, okay. And then, um... At a certain point, I was out smoking a cigarette, and she comes up to me and is, like, just belligerently drunk, but still, like, knows what she's doing. I can't blame it on her being, I wish I could just blame it on her just being, like, really, really drunk, but there was a coherence enough to, like, kind of know what she was doing, and she's like, I want to know your thoughts on feminism, you're a misogynistic, transphobic, blah, 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 and I'm like, oh my god, lady. Like, where, where is this coming from? You know, like, I'm trying to respond relatively calmly. And, I mean, it's fucking insane. But uh, what's the problem? She's like, no, I want to hear you define feminism. And I'm like, and uh, I, every time I kept trying to talk, she'd just start saying something else. And I'm sitting there with, like, three other guys, just random dudes bullshitting. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? And they would start to say something. And every time they would start to say, they'd go, no, she'd go, no, fuck you, fuck off. And so as soon as like that happens, like, I'm sorry, but I don't really want to talk to you if it's going to be that hostile. And um, 
And she's like, no, I want to have an open discussion about this. Like yelling, like we are having an open discussion about this. And then one or two of the guys would say something again. And she'd, no, fuck you. Shut the fuck up. And I was like, I don't think you know what the definition of an open discussion is, lady. Open discussion is everyone gets to talk. What you're holding is a monologue. What you need to do is get a podcast like myself. That is where you get to say, fuck you, I'm talking. That's why I do this shit. Um, but no, so that, that went on and I don't know, like one of her, her friends, one of her friends was embarrassed for her. So she like is kind of like pulling her back inside and like, come on, let's fucking go. And as then I walk down the stairs from the balcony and she's at the bottom of the stairs, like before to go in, if you're a Quopio person, I was in Aptekari like in the second floor before that you go into the dance floor, just that little hallway. And like, I'm, I'm ready, prepared and would appreciate just ignoring this girl for the rest of the night and moving on with my life. But that's not what she wanted to do. And so as I walk and like, I'm just going to walk by, she like gets in front of me is like, you know, I, I thought she was apologizing. Like, I, I don't, I can't fully remember exactly what she said, but I, from, from what I feel, cause I, I got hit a second later. So maybe my, my memory is a bit fuzzy. I thought she was apologizing and she said, I'm sorry or whatever about that. And I was like, it's, it's okay. Like, n- no worries. It's all good. And as soon as I said that, she, oh, it's okay. And just, bah! And I was like, oh, I just got punched in the face. And I learned and realized I'm pretty sure that's the first time I've ever been punched in the face. I've been kind of wanting to, I mean, I shouldn't say this. But like, you know, there's like this like little uh, manly tribal side of me. Because I've never really been in like a one-on-one like mono mono fight like growing up we used to always have fights in the P- McDonald's parking lots after football games or guys did man I wish we had I wish YouTube was like really big when I was in high school or we were smart enough to capitalize because we had a thing called gentlemen's league or something shout out to Isaac Solomon who ran like a UFC underground thing in his garage and basement and people used to sign up at school and we'd fight each other with a referee. I mean, I never did it. I was a pussy. And like, I just had no, I had nothing to prove. For me to get mad enough to fight over something is going to take a whole lot, especially at this point in my life. And so anyway, I was just, I've been thinking like, man, I wonder like, I wonder if I could take a punch. Because like, you know, I take hits in football and people think I'm like I can take a fucking hit bro in a football uh setting I'm much tougher than I look thank the lord and but I was thinking you know I I wonder how I could fight because I think I throw pretty good punches you know and by no means I shouldn't even put this out into the universe because I don't want to fight anybody I don't fucking care enough about 
really anything to fight about it. I truly don't. Um, but I guess I got what I wanted to know because I took this punch to the face. And like I said, I, I, I didn't know how I was going to react when that happened. And so I got it and I just wa- walked away. Cause what am I going to do? Fucking punch the bitch back? Like, no, I, I'm not going to do that. And so I, as soon as I walk in to like the bar part of the bar, this one, I thought this, this one dude like was looking at me like all excited. And I thought like he was going to say like, dude, what the fuck? And I was like, bro, did you see that? And he's like, no, but bro, I love your TikToks and I'm Irish. (laughs) I was like, all right, well, no one just saw me get assaulted. That's okay. But then I go right into this conversation with a TikTok fan, a fellow Irishman. And so I'm still processing while I'm talking to this dude about, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. I'm just still in my mind. Like, did I really just get punched in the face? Like, do I have a marker? Like, you know, it's, it's a little tent. I don't have a mark right now, but it's, it's a little tender. I will say like, she, she squared, she got me square in the, in the eye or like eye bone or whatever, cheekbone. So, yeah, I, I think it's over. I go tell one of my buddies that that just happened and whatever. We move on with our night. It, I'm thinking to myself, well, this is going to be a good story to tell on the podcast at least. And then it gets better. It only gets better. And so I go back up for a cigarette. And, of course, she I don't know if she was up there already or she at, she's up there. And so I'm literally having a conversation with like a cute girl, I forget, she was talking about like taxes, the tax system in Finland is, or I don't know, she was talking about taxes, but not in a very Finnish way, that's all I remember thinking like, oh, this, like talking about American, whatever, not the point, the point is I'm talking to a girl while all this is happening, we're having a very nice conversation, and then fucking super feminism comes to comes to my side again and she I don't even know she's like you know I just want to talk I'm like listen I I'm sorry I don't want to talk you've already punched me in the face like I have I have no interest in talking to you let's just go about our nights but I'm I'm ready at this point I know what she's capable of she I know she's got a sucker punch in her so I'm I'm on my guard a little bit as I say this and it's like there's something she needs to see some fucking anger management or something. Cause she flips a switch or she needs to join a fucking UFC gym. Cause she could do some damage, I think. And she's got that little killer instinct in her. Like she's got to channel that in the right way. But as soon as I say like, listen, I'm sorry, I don't want to talk. You already punched me in the face. It snapped again and she went for it again but your boy was fucking ready. And so I just socked her in the face. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be so... How... I knocked her the fuck out. <laughs> no, no, I wish. Um, but I just caught. I caught the punch. Like some fucking Matrix shit. Call me Neo. I just... She... 
I just catch it. And like now she's like kind of coming at me. Luckily, this other dude that was kind of in my conversation like steps in the middle of it. And, you know, I I don't know. I, I And so uh, like this one dude is like being the cool head, like separating it, telling her to like fucking leave. And so she leaves. And again, I'm like, looking at the the girl that I'm talking to and she's like what the fuck is going on I was like well I I guess I say some shit on TikTok that pisses people off at times and um like 5 minutes go by and she comes back with the bo- with a bouncer and she's like yeah it's him and this is all in Finnish but I I I understand what's being said via context and so this dude's like on her the bouncer to start is on her side and so he comes up to me, he's like, all right, bro, we got to, I don't even, like, we got to go. And I'm like, what's up, dude? Like, what's the, like, I'm, listen, bro, I'm not the problem here. Like, she is the problem. And he's like, oh, uh, she said, like, you tried to hit her or something? And I was like, no, she hit me. And he's like, and then, and then she said that you told her you were going to rape her. And I was like, bro what like I didn't say this but I was thinking it and I didn't want to say it to her right in front of her but like no offense lady you're not my type and the rape thing is not my kink so on both accounts you are telling a lie and I was like no bro I was like she punched me and then tried to again just like five minutes ago and like he, I don't know if he knew the TikTok shit or if he, I, I don't know. And I don't think he did. He seemed like a pretty simple minded guy, not going to lie, but that's all right. Good guy. And uh, so she, after I say that she punched me, she comes out next to him with her hands behind her head. And is like, I did not punch him. And like totally pleading her case and saying all and like literally saying lies about me to my face about what I said and I was like oh my god what fucking twilight zone episode am I in right now like people are insane and luckily there were like five other people on the balcony and this girl again luckily it was a girl who could vouch for me and is literally telling the bouncer like, no, this bitch is fucking crazy. Like he hasn't said any of that. He's been talking to me this whole time. She tried to punch, you know, like she told the whole story. Another guy told the story. And so the kind of fucked up part about the whole thing was she got to just like leave. I don't, I don't know if she got, I I don't know if she got kicked out of the bar. I kind of hope she did. But it's just like crazy to me, like, you know, I know I'll get labeled anti-misogynistic and all that stuff and all, like, I'm not for any of that shit, obviously. But it's scary to think that motherfuckers will just lie like that, like straight-faced in front of the person that they're lying about, like, 
you know, not to turn myself into a victim here, but holy fuck, I was. It's just, and that's okay. I can be a victim. I'll fucking take it. I'm not, I'm going to tell a 15 minute story about it and hopefully monetize it and make a couple clips about it on you on TikTok. But I'll take it. I'm fine. I, I don't need any pity at all. Um, it's just scary to think like, luckily there was other people around to prove that she was lying because at the end of the day, it would have just been my word versus her word. And it's like, whoa, dude, we're in some weird times. You feel me? So that's how my night went. Overall, besides that, great night. Pretty fun night. I was still, eh, about as good as a night at Aptekari can go. And that's pretty ironic to say that I got punched in the face and it was one of my more favorite nights at Aptekari. So that kind of shows the the bar on Aptekari. But I will say the, like, Everybody that works at Aptekari is pretty dope from my understanding. And it's kind of weird because I would say most of the people that go to Aptekari aren't that well. I don't I don't want to I don't want to label everybody, but a there's a much higher percentage of like superficial type of people that go to Aptekari. Like my buddy literally echoed what I said. He was like, "Bro, it just feels like everyone just stares stands around and stares at each other here." I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how it is compared to like Nosu or Albatrossi, two other bars here, like where people are just having fun. And so it's kind of, it's almost weird to me that the staff is as cool as they are because it's, they have to deal with those shitheads much more than other places. And so just by in so facto, sometimes you can become a shithead because you're having to deal with shitheads. It's just like a react or then you start treating nice people as shitheads just because in your mind they're all shitheads. But I digress that the staff there is super cool. So it's like that's the that's the main positive of Aptekari to me, the staff. Um, I guess I'll do my intro now. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Living for a Living. Living for a Living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> Ooh, we're rolling. 20 minutes in. I've told one story. Shout out to the new subscribers. Shout out to the old subscribers. Henny, Clayton, haven't heard from you in a while. I hope you're doing well. Hope I didn't piss you off with my power rankings about a month or two ago. And the power rankings have fallen off my mind, so... Uh, it was fun while it lasted, but shout out to the new subscribers. I just hit 3000 on YouTube, which is kind of a big deal, I guess for me. So shout out. I think the latest two that have commented is doc and damn, I forget. It's another, it's a Finnish guy though. Found me through Stieg. So I appreciate you guys. If you do me a favor, like post on the story and or rate on Spotify, whatever you're listening to. Or, I mean, if you're listening on Spotify, please share that. If you're listening on YouTube, please obviously fucking subscribe, like the video. But 
it's cool to hear from the new subscribers that like, hey, I found you through TikTok. I found you through the Steeg interview. I think the doc dude, you found me through the Jason uh, Gesser podcast, which was like a year and a half ago. So if you're new or old, I'd really appreciate comment in the fucking comments how you found me where you're from. That'd be an easy one. It boosts the fucking algorithm. Mom, I know how you found me. I appreciate your comments. Please do comment. I know you're going to. Thank you. But all you other motherfuckers, come on. Like, if it's only my mom in the comments, how fucking lame do I look, bro? You know? Like, help a brother out, dude. So, yeah, please do that. The the story thing works. I, I hate to be the guy that continually has to ask and say that, but I, I'm going to be. And so I got to... I got to love myself for it. So that's that's my struggle I'm dealing with, all right? Also, this episode is brought to you by Enchanté. The coffee. You know, I'm sipping that good French specialty shit, boy. And my latest thing I've been doing, shout out to my boy Colin, is because I got the idea from him, is I put a little maple syrup. Ooh. In the coffee. Get that sugar, that natural sugar, natural sugar hitter, boy. And that's a, that's a nice little, that's a nice little mix, I will say. Try, try that one out for yourself. But I got that French hitter. I'm just missing a croissant. A fromage. Oh, dude, and... I went out on, I don't know, one one day I went out, surprise, surprise, this week. And there was a girl there, like a French exchange student. And the French-English accent is like the cutest fucking thing in the world, dude. I fucking love it. I can't, I wish I could do a good impression of it. But I don't even know how they z yeah instead of the they'd say z and then when the the french expression of just like when a cute girl does it oh my god it's so cute but equally as cute as the french girl accent is i hate the french guy accent oh i hate it Cause it's so like, <laughs> like, actually I shouldn't say that, but for a clip I will. But for the most part, it's always like, so, so like, mm, condescending, even though I know it's just, it's not necessarily that they're trying to be, it's just how I'm interpreting it. I understand it's my problem, but Yeah. I can I can always hear that that French accent, so I oh you're French, she said oh yes, and I was like oh wesh manga, <laughs> which is like what's up bro, <laughs> shout out to Jeff taught me my my French slang, or as the French girl said like in in the streets we say <laughs> in the in the streets, <laughs> no that is the proper way. 
Oh man, my French accent's terrible. In the streets. <laughs> so, yeah. French accent boy need some more of that in my life if you're if you're a French girl and you like these videos holler at your boy send me a voice message oh <laughs> uh, yeah okay well what what else I guess dude I'm doing good for or I'm doing bad I'm not sure I guess I'm doing both 25 minutes in I've barely even hit anything I wrote down so I guess now let's like get into the scripted part of this podcast. Also, shout out to the fr uh, Finnish military dudes. I, I see you guys at the bar always. And I'm every time I see a Finnish military guy, he's saying like, yeah, I got to go back to the military tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't, I think this is a, I think you're lying, bro. Because I always see you out at the bar and you're always supposedly going back to the military tomorrow. So something's not adding up, but no, <laughs> I got a good compliment from one of my military homies last night. He's like, dude, your transitions in the podcast are just so nice. I'm like, thanks, bro. Appreciate that. I put a little, put a little effort and a little thought into that, but now once he says that, I, I don't, I don't have a good transition. That's, that's, I guess, a good transition to talk about the bad transition. But no, I, I was just been thinking this week, I, I guess I kind of said it in the beginning, is like, dude, COVID has made people care and be forced to care. We forced Karenism, caringism upon people. That now that it's like over, because it's fucking over, bro. If you're buying in to the COVID hype at this point, like you're choosing to be manipulated. Let's just put that out there. I know that the Pfizer CEO says that we all need a fourth dose because it'll make him a lot of money. I mean, because there's health risks if we don't. But I'm just thinking to myself, like, what about all the motherfuckers that don't have one? We need to get four now? I think we're doing all right. Like, it's just turned into the the cold or the flu. We're like, ah, yeah, he's got it. He'll be out for a little while. It's like, ugh. So at this point, I'm hoping, though, that with, like, we've kind of been, maybe the last, like, 10 years have been super politically correct, you know, you can't say something's gay. You can't call someone a fag. You know, like, and I don't want to do it in a mean-spirited way, but I want to be able to just call my, you know, when there's some comedian skit that's like, when you order lemon with your water, it's like, bro, you're that's gay. You know, like I want to, and I love lemon with my water, so I'm a little gay, you know, but I I just want to get back to those times, and I'm I'm kind of hopeful that we're gonna be able to get back there. Because it's, it's cyclical and we've been in such a cycle of having to care about everything. Post the Ukraine flag, stand with Ukraine, post the black square, BLM, 
defund the police, fund the police. I support the troops, you know, all this shit of like, look at me caring, basically. That at a certain point, we're going to like say, fuck it. And no one's going to give a fuck anymore. And we're going to be able to say whatever the fuck we want again. I mean, you can really truly say whatever you want now if you're independent. Like, I can say whatever I want because I don't get paid to do this and no one's paying me to do it. Yeah, maybe maybe I lose a certain brand deal that I already don't have, so it doesn't fucking matter. But, like, you know, if you're a Rogan or I guess Rogan has Spotify, but, like, you know, the Nelk Boys, fucking Danny Duncan, um, all those people, like, if there's not a someone truly behind you if you're self-supported you can't get canceled you can truly say what you want and i think it's even it's coming out more and more that we can do that and that's nice i'm just hoping hoping that we're getting there you know don't say gay i i looked into i i think i made a joke about that on last podcast or maybe i did on twitter who knows anymore but I looked into the don't say gay bill and it's literally just like to not talk about that kind of stuff with like kindergarten through second grade or maybe third grade. It's like, is that controversial? Like, do, do we really need to be talking about that to five-year-olds? Like, bro, when I was five, I was, I thought sex was a really long kiss. I still kind of think that from my understanding, that's what it is. It's like, do, do we need to like, that's some innocence a little bit, you know, do we need to ruin that innocence and tell them that dicks are going in butts also like, let's just let five-year-olds think kissing is sex. Like, can, can we do that? Is is what I'm saying wrong? Like, am I the the one who am, am off in the brain? I don't know. Like, can we can we keep the kids somewhat innocent? But, dude, I don't know. It's just all the stuff going on with everything makes me question something. And I think that's just how, like, COVID did it because... I already didn't really believe in the media, but after the last two years and how the science and data and experts and media and uh, 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 have covered it, which have like kind of came out to be proven false in a lot of cases, um, not cases being proven false, which has also happened too, but just, you know what I'm saying? But like, even I got to say, I'm starting to like get on the, uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. Welcome to the show is I think, you know, I I naturally kind of tend to maybe think of a conspiracy or like I'll believe into a conspiracy, quote unquote, conspiracies are also known as like soon to be truths right now, but, um, just like my idea wise, like ideals, the way I think, like maybe I'm more apt to believe in something against the narrative 
compared to someone else just because of, I don't know how I am because I'm really intelligent. Um, and so, dude, I'm starting to, with this whole Ukraine shit, again, I'm, I'm not reading into it and fucking posting it on Reddit and watching every YouTube video. There's just something weird about what's going on. I did listen to the podcast. It's called Unfilter by, I forget what the dude's name is. He's from Seattle, actually. And he does, I would highly, highly recommend like listening to this dude's podcast in terms of like knowing what's going on in the world from like the American perspective. Like he does an insane amount of research and like gets clips and all this stuff. And he basically kind of says, how the West kind of wants this Ukrainian shit to be going down and how they've kind of supported it and meddled in it for decades, which doesn't surprise me. Um, But this, I don't know, with listening to that and then just even my own kind of, the more I learn, I didn't realize that Zelensky dude, the president, like five years before it, or however many years, was an actor on a TV show where he was pretending to be the president of the country. Like, we give Trump shit because he was a reality TV star. Bro, this motherfucker literally was acting like, and then is now the president? I mean, that's some weird, I mean, all power to him, don't get me wrong. But the way he's been turned into this, like, again, and this is going back I'm with the media, like, kind of no matter what, if the media is saying, like, view it this way, like, this is how to view it, I'm trying to, like, find that other angle. And so, like, just with how the media is, like, making this guy into, like, such a fucking hero and... I heard like they were going to try and get him uh, to do a Zoom call in on like the Oscars or something. It's like, bro, how out of touch? What the fuck are we doing at this point? But with all these things, you know, the the green shirt has been made into a symbol that he's wearing. And, you know, he's turning into this like hero. And maybe he is. But I'm just saying that the way that everything's being pointed for me to view it in a specific way is making me not believe it. You know what I mean? And then also, like I said, that that podcast, Unfilter, I'll link it in the description and stuff. I would, it's a, it's a worthwhile your hour. Um, has just made me think like, I don't know, man. What's, what's going on here? What's going on here? And I mean, it's, it's just so hypocritical in general. You know, I've said it from the beginning with the U.S. doing all the shit in the Middle East. I mean, we're still, the UAE, Saudi Arabia is dropping bombs in Yemen Yemen right now. And someone will say, well, it's a different, it's a civil unrest, civil war situation going on. No one's invading anyone. Yeah, okay. The main difference is it's fucking in a place where there's no media coverage. It's not white people. And the U.S. and British forces are kind of backing the aggressors so i don't know 
it's just some weird shit going on, man. A lot of, lot of weird shit. And then with the, the Biden laptop thing is now, which was a conspiracy that got you banned from social media a year ago, now is true. So it's like, uh, okay. And Biden's son, if you don't know, has a lot of weird connections with Ukraine. I listen. I'm a anti-war guy in general. I don't want people to die on either side. This just seems a little fucking weird at this point. I will say, and I I feel bad because I like fed into it or like I I bought into it at first. You know, I said the thing about all profits will go to Ukrainian freedom fighters. And like, I still, I've realized over the last couple weeks that like, dude, that's kind of hypocritical of you to say that you're against the war yet. Here's some bullets, bro. You know, like it's, but I don't know at the same time they're defending. I, I don't know, man. I'm just, let myself be an example that you can change your mind or you can like critically think and you can change your opinion given new information. And so maybe I was wrong about that. I don't know. I'm saying I don't know. I'm not saying one side's right. I'm not saying Putin's the man. I'm not saying Zelensky's the man. I'm saying I don't know. It just sounds a little, there's a lot of uh, sketchy shit going on. Like the last two years have been. But with that said, I sure hope that the war is still going on next fall because I'd really like to travel to Asia. I almost hope that China gets into the war by next fall, which they just might. We might push Russia and China together. But I kind of hope they do because then COVID for sure will not exist anymore. And that'll be worldwide. Because COVID's still lingering around, I think, in some Asian places. Because they have nothing better to fucking worry about and control um, people with. But if if we can get China in the fight, then for sure we will end COVID. And that's what I truly stand behind, is ending COVID. So I guess I, am, I, I have to retract. I'm pro-war if it means because I'm anti-COVID. So those are... Uh, alternating factors. <laughs> like, I hope, I, I hope it comes off that I'm kind of joking. I'm kind of serious in a way too. You know, call me Joy Behar, but I want to go to Asia. In the last three years, my trip to Asia has been canceled because of COVID. So, we got to keep this war going so that COVID can stay in the secondary thoughts of everybody else and we won't get a fucking super strain that's all of a sudden going to come out as soon as this war ends um yeah this episode is also brought to you by myself as always living for a living get that long drink long sleeve tea Check out the website. I've gotten a few purchases. The shorts. I'm actually wearing the shorts right now. You can't see, but I'll stand up. Ooh. The shorts have been a great seller. And it's dope to see at this point, like when I go to practice, especially yeah, now, there's like four guys that rock shorts. A couple guys got hoodies, tees, 
hats, whatever. It's pretty dope, I will say. It's it's really cool, and I'm proud of that. I'm thankful for it. I really appreciate everybody who has supported it thus far. It does mean a lot to me. Mm. Okay. Also on the on the website, like if you have an idea of something that I kind of already have, but you'd maybe like it in a different color or a different style, whatever, just let me know. I can do some custom type of shit. The shorts pretty much come in any color. I just like black, white, red, and uh, army because I think those look the dopest, but got my homie some pink ones. Uh, although that's a little questionable, Hansa, I will say. No, I'm just playing. Pink's kind of swaggy. It's 2022. In 2027, I can probably call you gay again for liking pink shorts. I can't do it right now, though. Fag. Um. <laughs> uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? This is some random shit now. We get into the last quarter of the podcast. <clears throat> I saw that, um, you know, it was like International Women's Day earlier this month or last month, whenever it was, which is cool. That's great. You know, I know that the counter thing is like, well, when's International Men's Day? And then the feminist will be like, well, it's every day because the patriarchy. But what I thought was very clever is like a week or two after International Women's Day, there was International Steak and Blowjob Day, which is essentially International Men's Day. And I have to say, women, you still got a little ways to go in terms of your marketing schemes because they're saying, yeah, let's do International Women's Day. And then you talk to the guy and they're like, should we do an International Men's Day? It's like, well, what what do we really want from this day to happen? You know, because International Women's Day is up for interpretation. Some people get an Instagram post. Some people get some flowers. Some people get a free coffee. It's up for interpretation. Someone just might say thanks. And so the guys were like, should we have an International Men's Day? They're like, well... We really just would like a steak and a blowjob. So let's just do a international steak and a blowjob day. And you can look this up. This is a real thing. I mean, there's international every kind of fucking day in the world nowadays, but I'm sure it correlates with some sun's uh, star sign. But uh, just s- smart on the dude's part, man. Like, all right, don't give these bitches any reason to think that we want something else there's no excuse for not getting a blowjob on this day so ladies take notes there's there's that's marketing at its finest right there i mean you get and you got to ask for what you want that's what i've learned more and more to get a little serious is like the closed mouths don't get fed thing is so true but whether it's a relationship, whether it's any kind of relationship, romantic, business, friendship, eh, whatever, like expecting people to read minds 
is setting you up for failure. I mean, having any expectations in general, I don't mean to make this dark, but if you can go into any situation, whether it be moving somewhere new, whether it be a new relationship, whatever, if you go into it with truly like no expectations and just appreciating what it is each and every day for what it is and not for what you think it should be, like that's the way to do it. Like all of my, when I look back, like my major problems mentally in life have came about when I had incredible expectations on how something should be, whether it be a relationship, you know, like it's funny for me now to look back at when I moved to Vasa and things didn't work out there, you know, yeah, there were some problems there, but if I compare them to other teams and even just compare them now to here in Finland or in Kuopio, like it wasn't like some night and day difference. Yeah, it, things have been handled much better here, but there's also things that I that'll happen here or have happened in other teams where I'm like, damn, like I probably would have made a way bigger deal about this in my old headspace. But since I come with less expectation, you know, when you when you expect it a certain way, it sets you up for failure. So. I don't know where I just rambled that from. That was, I thought, slightly brilliant for a minute maybe amidst chaos in my mind. Ah. Where was I? I don't even know. Well, let's move on then. Hmm. Let me check my notes. Okay, okay. How do I go with about this one? I guess I just jump into it. Is you know, I, I got some shit for telling guys that I don't think pearls are the look, which it's like, bro, everyone's allowed to do whatever they want, including me talk shit about that and then opposingly people talking shit about me talking shit. That's okay. I'm fine with that. Someone made a like a really good response video that said, you know, I said that wasn't the look. And then they clipped up me wearing Toms with an ankle bracelet. And I was like, damn, well played, my friend. Like, well fucking played. I, but that shit's funny. You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. But anyway. In thinking about this kind of thing, I was thinking, hmm, what are some other like, because the, the pearl necklaces are kind of like the 2022 version of the Fila shoe, I feel like, you know, like 2020, eh, 2019, 2020, like Fila all of a sudden became cool again. And so it's just kind of the, the newest trend that people who don't really think for themselves and just follow whatever the magazine or whatever the Instagram post tells them to do. That's like hip. That's what they do. And then it eventually becomes mainstream and then they look down on it and then it cycles all around again. And so I was like, Hmm, cause I was thinking to myself, you know, if, if someone wears Fila shoes, it's a major red flag that goes up in my mind 
as a judgmental person that I am. Because when I see the Fila shoes, I'm just like, okay, you, like, you don't really think they're cool. Like, you just are wearing them because you're told that they're cool and, like, hip right now. Because if you knew anything about Fila, like, it was, it was, and still kind of is, not fucking cool. And so it's been it's been crazy to see how some of these trends like change and I know I'm who am I to judge fashion and all that stuff. I'm just observing. I'm not saying I have good fashion at all. Although I'm fucking swaggy, bro. Peep my my clo- if, if I showed you this closet right here. Looks like a thrift store, boy. Um but like okay, if Fila's shoes are a red flag. Like, what are other red flags in people that I I started to think about? And it's like, hmm, a definite red flag is also people with forearm-only tattoos. Because I know you're going to say, well, I'm going to get a sleeve. It's like, okay, hurry the fuck up then, bitch. You've had just a forearm tattoo for three years now. That sleeve ain't coming in very fast. And there's nothing wrong with it. But it just, the type of, and I can still, even though I can talk shit about all this stuff, like, we can still be friends. That's what is being lost in in society right now. It's like, oh, if you dislike something, you have to hate them. And if you hate somebody, then you can't like anything they say. And if you like someone, then you have to agree with everything. And if you agree with everything, then you like them. It's like, no. Sometimes I agree with people I think are fucking stupid. But I agree with them on one point. Sometimes I disagree with someone who I think is very smart. But we disagree on this point. And just because I agree or disagree doesn't mean I like or dislike them. That's more about how you are as a human. (sighs) <sighs> but yeah, so, forearm-only tattoos. Just the type of person, you know, they they, they want a little attention. I mean, even worse than forearm-only tattoos would be hand and neck-only tattoos. And whoever the tattoo artist that did that for the person should be taking their fucking certificate or whatever the hell you need to tattoo these days is. That should be taken away. Because doing neck or hand as your first tattoo. Mm. We get it. We get it. You want attention. We get it. My other red flag in people. Kind of guys and girls. Because like I said, these these the feel a shoe thing. At first I was thinking, oh, it's a girl thing. But then I saw guys wearing them. And I was like, oh, that's just as much of a red flag. Same thing with forearm-only tattoos. That goes both ways. This one goes more for guys, but I've seen it work the other way too, is dangly earrings. Major red flag in the person. It just kind of, the dangly earrings just like falls into, and maybe I'm just explaining a specific person at this point. Fila shoes, pearl necklace, 
forearm only tattoos, dangly earrings. It's just the like ultimate what's trendy at the exact moment. And so, I don't know. I guess I like to think of myself as original and think for myself kind of thing. And so then I don't like that. I don't know. I'm judging, of course, right now. But I one thing then that goes out of this dynamic that's a major red flag in people is if you like Big Bang Theory and you think that's a good TV show. That's a red flag, my friend. And not always, but boy, to like Big Bang Theory. I'm sorry, something's wrong with you. (laughs) I've been actually watching Seinfeld a lot lately. Shout out to Dixon. We went to the Seinfeld spot in New York City. And just so you know, little insider trading fact. They just used the the restaurant sign in, in Seinfeld. It's a set in the restaurant. That's not actually what the restaurant looks on the inside. The restaurant on the inside is super wooden and super dark <clears throat> and kind of shitty looking. Uh, it doesn't have like the 90s appeal to it at all that the show shows it does. Show shows it does. I can't be right English. Can't be good English. I'm speaking rally English nowadays. Dude, I haven't been back in the States in like three years. But I'm going back this Christmas. I'm for sure I will be home. I don't know exactly when, but I'll for sure be home for Christmas this year. And then it'll be three months since I've been home last. And I don't miss I don't miss the States too much. But on Christmas, I do. And on Christmas, when you're alone, you really feel like a piece of shit, I will say. So shout out to all those people that have to do Christmas alone because I feel your pain, players. I guess that was a, I guess that was a therapy session I needed to get out 90 days later. <laughs> uh, but Seinfeld's so fucking good, bro. And I've, I, I watched a little bit of the office afterwards thinking like, you know, they're comparable, not even close, dude. Seinfeld's just so great. The fact that there's an episode in Seinfeld about them creating the show in itself is absolutely brilliant. And then a show about them pitching the show and it not going well is like, Next level interstellar, um, what's the dream world movie? Inception. Like, that's some fucking TV show Inception right there that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah. That's all I got on Seinfeld, sorry. If you haven't watched Seinfeld lately, check fucking Seinfeld out. That's like some some good shit. Oh, text message. Hmm. Okay, okay. What else we got here? What else we got here? I love how my friend said I transitioned so well. 
And then my transitions for this one just fucking suck. Are about as choppy as can be. That's all right. I did. I saw a picture of like a Gucci model, and uh, I think I might say I'm a girl and become a Gucci model because it was not good looking. I don't know what model standard is nowadays. I know everyone's fucking beautiful, but this bitch had a bigger nose than me and bushier eyebrows than me. And I thought, man, this is my time to shine, boy. Uh, okay. Let's see. Okay, I got a couple, couple little, uh, mm, how do I want to do this? Do I want to end with the finish? Yeah, maybe I'll end with the finish stuff. One thing I have noticed to get philosophical on you is like, I feel kind of bad for the people that on Instagram have like zero posts or only one post or two posts just because I was thinking about it is there's some weird, you know, the, the social media world that we live in now is like very judgmental. Obviously I'm making judgments on here and posting about them and blah, blah, blah. But like the, it's playing on insecurities so much. And so I feel bad sometimes when I see these people with like one post or two posts because ultimately I know that you used to have more posts than that. And so I know at some point you've deleted it in order to create this like specific look. And in a way, Instagrams now are like our our personal portfolio. So I get it, you know, smart to delete some dumb shit. But at the same time, I personally love looking back at eight years ago, six years ago, seeing a shitty picture of me and my homie Dixon drinking wine and smoking joints in Lisbon. Because if I wouldn't have had that picture, like, yeah, I kind of have the memory, but I wouldn't remember it. The picture then cues that memory. And so I just, I feel bad at times just for my own, the way I see the world and how I interact with social media, which I'm not saying is right, but I feel bad then for people that only have one post or two posts and that aren't like putting themselves out there because the way I interpret it, maybe I'm wrong, is like they're trying to come off as perfect and like, and it's all perfectionism is always rooted in insecurity. You know, it has to be perfect you say, oh, I'm a perfectionist, but it's really just like you're a, a shield in order to present yourself and show whatever you're working on to the world because then you can get scrutiny for it. It's like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've just, I just noticed that in the last couple of days that like, hmm, I don't know. I like to think about the someone else's psyche for why they have it a certain way and then reflect on it. And maybe I know the person, maybe I don't know the person, but that, that Instagram profile thing, you see it much more common with like younger people because it's like, if I'm going to have a post, it has to get 700 likes. It has to 
have the perfect caption. It has to have this right thing. And listen, I'm like falling victim into that too. I post much less on Instagram than I used to. I used to post anything, everything, write a fucking diary entry about it. I think there is some beauty in the mystery. You know, there's a thing you can share too much, no doubt. I, trust me. I know. But then not sharing enough, like I said, it, I love looking back on the memories and seeing like, oh, five years ago, I was drinking a beer with Cuba in some shitty bar in Poland, joking about this. It's like, hmm. Would I have remembered that on my own? Maybe. But it's nice to have that cue. So... Post, post what you want, motherfuckers. I'm gonna try and do. I'm gonna try and take my own advice right there. Hmm. All right. We'll finish off with some finished stuff. Finish off with some finished stuff. Hmm. That could be a good little segment. The finishing. <laughs> this is, you know, I, I. It's funny to me, Europeans in general, but especially. Finnish people love to say that, oh, the American food system and Americans are so fat and da-da-da-da-da, when, like, if you research numbers, and listen, I'm not sticking up for Americans being fat and obese motherfuckers because percentage-wise, we are, but Finnish people and other European people calling us so fat it's like you you might want to look at the numbers of your own country players. Like you're not leading the world in skinniness either. You know, there's more McDonald's in Quopio than there is my hometown of Issaquah. Let's let's be honest about that. It's like I think you know, I I know the US it's like 66% overweight and like 40 or 50% of that's obese. Finland's not super far behind, bro. It's, and I don't mean this like, haha, it's fucked up. It's sad. I mean it, haha, in the sense that like you tout some arrogance like you're fucking American in a way. That, oh, America's so like this. When that's like, that's like Stalin looking at Hitler and being like, oh, you're a really bad guy. It's like, motherfucker, you're not too far behind, bro. <laughs> oh, and that'll surely make a great clip right there. Comparing Finnish to American food and fat people to Stalin and Hitler killing millions of people. That's the kind of connections and correlations, I almost made up a word right there, that I'm trying to make. <laughs> uh, but dude, on a, on a serious note now, I know I'm getting more and more finished by the day at times. <sighs> I just know. Because my buddy came over the other day, American guy, and he didn't take off his shoes. And he literally just sat in my living room with his shoes on and it took everything in me to not like first stare at him and then second be like bro take your fucking shoes off I know my house is dirty but let's not make it any more dirty than it is 
because that was a thing when I first moved here that I didn't understand. Like that was one of the main questions I always got when I first moved here. So do you leave your shoes on in the house? And I'm like, what weird propaganda does Finland have towards Americans with their shoes on in the house? I don't get it. And now someone left their shoes on in my house and I was not happy about it. So I got to get the fuck out of here before I become an alcoholic, basically. Because that's that's what's next, I think. (laughs) All right. Let's end it on that note. To alcoholism. Uh, As always, appreciate you. I don't know how this episode turned out. I'm a little rusty. Hadn't done one in a while. Now I'm just making excuses for myself, all right? I'm going to shut the fuck up. Peace and much love. Holla.